There's something that can happen within you that only you can give the world. Mm -hmm. But you're so busy wallowing around in status quo, living week to week to week, and say, no wonder you're miserable. No wonder your life has no meaning. Well, quit living that way. Stop it. Just quit it. Stop. Get up on Monday morning and say, I'm not going to change the whole world. I'm not going to lose 40 pounds tomorrow. I'm not going to do this. I'm not, but I'm going to change this one thing. And I'm going to change this one thing and focus on this one thing for the next six weeks. Mm -hmm. And once I got that under my belt, I'm to pursue excellence, I'm going to change one more thing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Salty Pastor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn and grow your faith and your critical thinking skills. Mm -hmm. We are so excited that you're joining us here just a few days before the brand new year. And my name is Jesse Mayer. I will be your host. And we cannot do the Salty Pastor Podcast mm. without the Salty Pastor himself, Dr. <laughs> Douglas Peak. Oh, greetings, everyone. The end of the year is at hand. And my question for you at the end of this year is how well did those critical thinking skills benefit you this year? Mm. How many decisions did you make that were good versus how many decisions did you make that were bad? Well, this was our first full year. We had episodes from January to December yes. so because we had started halfway through the year prior oh, yeah, to that in 2020, so, yeah. in 2020 so this is we will now have a full sampling of what kind of a difference is a full year of listening to me and Pastor Doug in your head twice a week for 52 weeks will do to you well in our hope adverse is, effects cannot be blamed yeah. on us <laughs> why do you want why do you want good Thinking skills, critical thinking skills, because that's what wisdom is. Wisdom is the capacity to think through something and make a good decision. It's all about good decision making. And it's the decisions you make that drive your behavior. It's the decisions that you make that are steps towards some destination. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you dream about, what you intend. It's the actual step you take for the destination you make. And so you can think one thing, right, or dream about one thing or intend one thing, but if you actually take a step in the other direction, then that's not going to... You can have a dream that, hey, I'm going to communicate better with my husband, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk better to my husband, and we're going to have better discussions and blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, you start talking about something. You say, hey, I want to talk. And he goes, okay, and da-da-da. And then he does that one little thing that just annoys the snot out of you, right? And so you just get mad and lay into him. Well, so much for your intent and so much for your hope because you took a step that torpedoed the whole thing. Right. It, you, you, maybe you want to do better with your kids, right? Uh, and so you get, you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm going to try this technique, da, 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 but then you're tired, it's the end of the day, and then the kid starts doing that thing, and everything you intended goes out the window because what do you do? You get short and you yell at them, and then there's a big you know, power struggle going on. You go, man, why did I do that again? Well, the decisions you make are critical to the destination or where you're going. And so the more you think about it, then the more you clarify what you actually believe, because what you believe is one of the most important things about you. Mm. And so that's why we do this podcast is we want to help you not only just have better ideas, but we want you to have the skills so that when you think of, wow, I'm going to do this and I'm going to skillfully reason through this situation, then you have something more than just an idea. You have a conviction. 
right? So then let's say you get in that a situation with your kids or you get in that situation in a conversation with your husband or a situation at work. Guess what? When you have a conviction, it's different than an idea. An idea can just right out your brain when you need it the most, right? But a conviction, boy, that's with you when you need it the most. And so the kids can be doing their thing, but you're like, I can do this. This is what I believe is true. I'm going to stick with it. Bam. So that's why we do the Salty Pastor, is to help you develop these skills, because skills lead to convictions, and that's what it's all about. So I'm really glad that all of you have listened over the last year, and I hope that it grew these skills within you. Absolutely. Well, we um, last week celebrated Christmas. It was amazing. The services were great. And then on there was some pretty fun stuff in there, there was wasn't some, it? <laughs> yes, it was the spectacle. <laughs> the spectacle, but it's all about joy. It's all about joy. We wanted to celebrate yeah. the birth of Jesus, and yeah, there's so know. much down. Everybody's such a downer, Debbie Downer. Everybody's so depressed and negative and everything. We're just like, forget about that. We're having a We're party, doing party time. over the top. And then uh, Tuesday, I had Dana and Emma on. We oh, talked yes. about how what they're doing ties into what we're constantly talking about, these upstream principles, this this idea of really growing and encouraging people in their walks of faith. So they're spearheading that here at the church in a lot of different ways. And yes. so awesome. today, I want to talk about The Good Life, which is our new series that we're starting this week. Yes. And we... Um, I think it can be a little hard to think about what the good life is after yes. kind of the last two years being so crazy. We've uh, had, you know, last year the economy, over the last year the economy has kind of become a mess. We've yes. had supply chain issues, which has caused all kinds of issues. China's yeah. persecuting Christians like no tomorrow. Yes, they are. And COVID keeps hitting us in the face repeatedly <laughs> over and yeah, it's, over it's, and over again. Yeah, so. it's regular COVID, then it's Delta, then it's Omicron. What do you think the next one's going to be? Zombie. Zombie. <laughs> It'll be zombie COVID. So I guess what I want to do is what should we be looking for? Because I think it's very similar to trying to find joy. It's very easy for us to be like, well, I'm more in a survival mode right now rather than actively pursuing something bigger, better um, in my life. So talk to me about well, Where we're I don't, heading past I don't know what it, what it is about human beings, but uh, no matter how good things get, we tend to focus on the negative. We tend to see the problems. Maybe that that goes into our core where we're problem solvers, you know? Mm. I mean, you think about it, it, you know, human beings were the least hairy, were the least... Uh, we're not the strongest predators. We're not, you know, we're, we're less inclined to survive the elements. Uh, you look at all these different things. And For yet, all intents and purposes, we should be the weakest yes, species. But we dominate because we have brains. And, and the brain is just an amazing thing. But, you know, it, it also sees the problems and, and seeks to fix them, I guess. But the downside of that is we always see the problems but guess what no matter how bad things get or how bad things were this is the very reason why we should talk about the good life Mm. you see people who don't think about the good life never have the good life people who don't understand what the good life is all about never experience the good life people who don't pursue the good life only end up dreaming about it a pipe dream that never comes to fruition Now, Jesus came so that we could be set free and live the good life. 
There's, it's about goodness and righteousness and holiness and truth. These are really good things. So the good life is why Christ came to set us free from the bondage of the old self, which Paul says is filled with hatred and malice and uh, evil and wickedness and all these other kinds of isms and issues and stuff. So Jesus came so that we could be set free from all that and live the good life. So we're going to talk about the good life, all that is good, all that's honorable, all that is pure and righteous and of good reputation. We're going to talk about the good life life. So talk to me about what kind of main principle um, we should be thinking about, understanding, embracing to get to this good life that you're describing. Well, what I would do is I would um, write, I would, I would write down a simple couple of words on a sticky note. I would put it somewhere, or write it on a card, or, and it's these simple words. If you want to live the good life, you got to learn this simple truth. In spite of. In spite of. In spite of. The first step in grasping the good life or living the good life is understanding how to live a good life in spite of. You see, there are always challenges. There are always obstacles. There's always going to be failures in your life. There's always going to be rejections in your life, uh, disappointments, uh, unmet expectations. Uh, bad things are going to happen to you. I guarantee it. You're going to get curveballs, and then you throw into it, you know, there's some downright nasty evil people running around out there mm. doing stuff. Uh, your mama said it best. Life is never fair. It's not fair. So the issue isn't if these things will happen. It's a matter of fact that they will happen. Therefore, the key is knowing that every single person who lives the good life, every person who lives the good life did it in spite of these things. They didn't win some lottery of life where everything was perfect and handed to them on a silver platter. What happened is they learned some things, they grew in some things, they applied some things in spite of the failures, the rejections, the injustice, challenges, and obstacles that they were facing. So the first thing that you have to learn if you want to live the good life is the principle of in spite of, all right? Your, your life isn't a mess because you're especially messy. You know, life is a mess for everybody. Mm. And so in, it's how do I live a good life and experience a good life in spite of the messiness of life? So it's not what happened to us um, that's the most important thing in living the good life. It's really how we respond to the things that happen to us. Because inevitably, mm. like you said, it's not that it might happen. It's that bad things will happen they to will you. They will happen. It's just learning to respond differently, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And interpret and pivot or whatever phrasing you want to yeah. use. You have to go through a process yes. to figure this out. So talk if this is a process, I'm assuming you have some nice, easy steps for us to go through. <laughs> if I know you and your, pre your, your um, style, you like to give us practical ways. So talk to me about steps in this process, Pastor. Okay, well, before I do that, I'll tell a simple story. These two guys joined one of these groups that uh, we're going to climb Mount Everest, you know. 
and they they made it to base camp, which there's, you know, in the hiking community, there's a lot of people who set hiking to the base camp before you even start to climb the mountain mm. as one of their bucket list goals. Because just to get to base camp, I it's think base camp is, yeah, thing. it's like 14,000 feet, and it's this huge thing, and you're going with Sherpas who do this. Just to be able to do that hike, let alone climb the thing, right. you know, is, is remarkable. And so these two guys, they get to base camp, right, and they go, so what's the plan? And the guy goes, well, tomorrow we're going to climb to the top. Simple. Simple. One step. But it's one step. Climb. <laughs> Climb. But it certainly is not easy. Right. It is not easy. And Jocko Willink says this, you know, there is no easy path. There is none. It doesn't exist. So the notion that it's easy is ridiculous. So don't go down that path. So the first principle, I think, is you need to really think about what interferes with the good life. What is it? that interferes with the good life. And I would say this. I would say, number one, what you believe is one of the most important things about you, and you really need to dig down deep and think about what you believe about yourself. Mm. Because what you're going to do is you're going to get into some really deep, dark stuff down in there. For instance, we have basic drives that manifest as expectations, you know. We have a drive to be sexually intimate with somebody else, right? And we want that. Our soul longs for that, okay? We want to be in love with somebody. We want to be affirmed, valued, and accepted by somebody else. Well, that drive can manifest itself up, particularly for guys, and that is, is that, well, you know, I really like porn. You know, porn is really driving me. Well, why is that? Why does porn do it for you? Well, there's something you believe deep in your soul that pushes you towards that. You got to go down in there and figure that out because porn will be a huge inter interference for the good life. Right. It, you know, any, any addiction interferes with the good life. But there's what happens is that any addiction counselor that's worth their salt will tell you, and that is, is that. You, nobody can kick an addiction until they have a spiritual awakening, until they believe something different mm. about who they are and their identity. So that, that's one thing that interferes. And another thing that really interferes with uh, the good life is consumerism, materialism, these types of things. You know? And that is, is that things can make me happy. Well, you see, that's a belief. And so you've got to dig deep and figure out where, where did I come up with the idea that I'm going to be more happy if I get a new motorcycle or if I get a, a new house or if I get this or get that, you know, what, why is that going to make me happy? Uh, and so you got to dig down and figure out why I believe that, why I'm prone to that, or I'm tempted by that. Uh, sensual pleasure, you know, the difference between meeting needs uh, and comfort versus I'm going to I want pleasure is the most important thing. There's, it's one thing to say, hey, I, I want to I need to have a place to live. I need transportation. I got this. Yeah, I've, I've worked hard. I've shared. I've given. I want to buy some nice things. Take some. Nice, you know, that's great. But is I'm going to live for that is the only thing that makes my life of value you see, what happens is when these things, these beliefs, these false beliefs, which the Scripture calls them idolatry, seep into your soul and they become a part of your belief matrix, what happens is they develop fear. See, that's where fear comes from, okay? 
And that's it's what's interesting. A lot of people don't realize that is fear is a learned response. Okay, when when you have a baby, babies don't have fear, mm. right? They have hunger and tired, <laughs> and a lot of poop is and my gas, <laughs> yeah, and lots of gas. But they they it's just that's all they have. But they learn fear you know like when you have a little baby and you know you put them on the ground what do they do anything that they can grab they put in their mouth they're not afraid to put anything in their mouth and you teach them yeah don't eat that don't do that don't choke on that don't do no 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 yeah there's a lot of no going on i mean it goes across so fear is a learned response and so when we adopt these things or these beliefs become a part of our soul then that creates fear and fear is the number one thing that stops you from living and experiencing the good life. You see, James in chapter 4, verse 1 says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? So what happens is I have a drive, right, which God has put in my soul, let's say, towards love in affirmation and bonding and closeness and a relationship with somebody else. But what happens is then I have another desire. You know, let's say a guy has a desire. He says, well, I want to be sexually fulfilled and I don't have a mate or a spouse, you know, and uh, that hasn't happened for me. So pornography is awesome, mm. you know, kind of thing. So what, what does that do? It says those were going to, those desires, you have two desires now that are in your heart, right? And what do they do? They fight. And they fight based on fear, you know, and so they're fighting. And that's what's really important is you have to take the very first step if you want to live the good life, and you have to really become aware of all of the things in your soul that interfere with the good life. So step one's really just breaking things down and going, what is stopping me innately from having the good life because then, in a lot of it you just said it right there is that the vast i mean 99 percent of the stuff that's stopping you from living in the good life is yourself right so w- let's say we work through that step we've identified them we've started dealing with some of the things some of these you know learned responses or internal struggles we're dealing mm-hmm. with what's our next step well, secondly, you need to identify the qualities or the virtues that cause the good life. So first you want to look at the things that hinder, right, or interfere with the good life. Mm-hmm. And then you need to now say, well, what's my, what is a good life? What are the virtues that make life good? What ingredients do I need in order to experience a good life? Like, for instance, I, I, peace. I got to have peace, you know. Um, I got to have meaning. I can't have a good life without meaning. Right. It just won't work. Uh, I, I have to have success, right? Now, it's really important because this is where those desires can battle and create fear is that is if you use the world's definition of success or do you use God's definition of success? Mm. But I'll tell you what, you got to be successful. You have to be because the human heart the soul, especially when it's healed by the redemptive act of Jesus Christ, longs for success. It longs for success. But what is success? Okay. But, but what about love? You know, human beings cannot thrive without 
love. The problem is, is that a broken soul or an unredeemed soul or a thirsty soul tries to find love uh, in all the wrong places. Can I sing that song from Urban Cowboy in the <laughs> 80s? Searching for love. In all the wrong places. Yes, you know it. I bet you have a two-step dance to that, I don't probably you? do. <laughs> but, you know, that's what happens. And, and guess what? I need this, but if I pursue it or I, I have a different desire to manifest it, they'll battle and create fear in my life. Joy. You need joy. You need family. You need legacy. These are the ingredients of the good life. Uh, honor, uh, purity, righteousness, holiness, completeness, fullness. All of these things are good. Hmm. And the, the these are the qualities or the ingredients of a good life. And if if you don't understand what these things are, then it makes it really difficult to identify the things that interfere. You know, I, for instance, I was talking to a guy uh, the other day and he came in, he says, I'm really unhappy. You know, I'm super unhappy with my life. Da, da, da. I was married and then that didn't work out. We got divorced, you know, and um, so I, I, I don't get to see my kids as much as I'd like and things aren't going well and I feel like a failure and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. I mean, he just kept going on and on and on about how miserable his life was, you know? And I said, well, let's talk, let's talk about, you know, he goes, well, I love, you know, I love to have fun, you know, so I like to party, you know, so I probably go out and drink too much on the weekends and hang out with my buds and, and do stuff that I shouldn't do. Sometimes hook up with girls. I shouldn't do that. And I go, well, there's your problem. And he goes, what do you mean there's my problem? I go, how do you expect to ever be happy and filled when you're living weekends in a meaningless way? You said you're not spending time with your kids, and that really is making your life miserable, but you're going out and partying on the weekends, and you got hangovers, and you can't spend time. You know, I go, do you see the connection here? And I'll never forget this. He looked at me, and he goes, look, man, I'm a man with needs, and if those needs don't get met, then bad things happen. Like, oh, man, this is when most pastors, you know, are just really compassionate. It's like, well, you know, I can see your point. And, you know, you know, this I don't know why God wired me this way, but he did. (laughs) I go, I go, that's just ridiculously stupid. I go until you understand that you're the one who's making your life miserable. It's never going to change. Mm hmm. And so I just, I just laid it down the line. And so he was kind of mad at me. And so he got up and left. Um, People seem to not like it when you call him out on yeah, there. Yeah, call him out there. But you know what's really interesting is he sent me an email. Prob- I don't know if it was a week later or two weeks later. He said, you know, I really appreciate you, you know, getting in my grill. He said, because no one's ever done that before. Hmm. And I think you might be right. And so... So sometimes, you know, love is saying something. You don't say it harshly. You can't say it harshly. You got to say it with, uh, with uh, an intent. But sometimes you got to just say the truth to mm-hmm. a person, right? And so those moments are divine because God wants to speak to them. So the second step is, is that he, he couldn't see what was interfering with his happiness because he never identified peace and meaning and success and love and joy and family, right? He never really spent time clarifying it in his mind. It's like, well, I want to spend more time with my kids. 
or I want more of this. Or well, what does that actually mean? You need to clarify that. You need to purify what peace is to you. What is meaning? You know, where does meaning come from? Most people have no idea. Most people are like trying to figure out what's going on. You know, Switchfoot has a great song called Gone, you know, yep. and she says, you know, she wants to what fix the change what's going on, but she can't even fix her makeup. Right. You know, but his point in that whole song is, yeah, but all the moments you have, all the time that you have to find meaning is gone. It's just gone. Bloop. It's out. And so. He's saying that you must find it and don't make that a second or third priority in your life. But most people have no idea where meaning comes from or success. What it really is really success. What are you going to get back? Uh, what are you going to get to at a point in your life and then look back on and say, I have without a shadow of a doubt a sense of accomplishment mm. in my life. That's success. I'm really happy with what I have accomplished. And so... You need to identify that. That's the second step, because until you identify that, you can't see all of the other stuff that interferes with it. It won't make any sense. So we identify what's interfering, then we identify what we really need or the things that will lead to yes. a good life. Is that, is that A and B? <laughs> One and two, and we're done. Or do you have a, a final step? One, for us? two, and go home. No, there's always, you know, all preachers. We always have three points. I'm sure. always three points. It's, it's, so it's, a, it's a triune thing. It's about the Trinity. <laughs> no, okay. It's just, well. I think what you have to do is that now you're at the point you you have to you can do something, right? You can actually do something of value, and I think the most important thing of value is focus on removing the influences of the negatives in order to experience the virtues that bring the good life. Stop living in the status quo. Stop living stuck. Remove one negative. Just remove one. You know, work on yourself. Pursue excellence. Come on, guys. You're not wired to be a status quo drone in this thing called life. Your soul wants to be successful. You, you, there's, there's something that can happen within you that only you can give the world. But you're so busy wallowing around in status quo, living week to week to week, and say, no wonder you're miserable. No wonder your life has no meaning. Well, quit living that way. Stop it. Just quit it. Stop. Get up on Monday morning and say, I'm not going to change the whole world. I'm not going to lose 40 pounds tomorrow. I'm not going to do this. I'm not, but I'm going to change this one thing. And I'm going to change this one thing and focus on this one thing for the next six weeks. And once I got that under my belt, I'm I'm going to pursue excellence. I'm going to change one more thing and start removing the negatives in order to experience the virtues. Some people say today, well, just have a good idea of where you want to go and try to work for it. Well, yeah, that's nice. And if you're not dragging chains of bowling balls behind you. <laughs> and so sometimes you need to turn around and take the old, you know, massive bolt cutters and start clipping off some of those chains. Mm. If there's anything that's holding you back, you got to get Get rid of it. That's why step one is so important. These are the things that interfere with my happiness. These are the in things that interfere with the good life. And until I get rid of them, then I can't pursue these other good things. You know, let's say you're a dad, you're a single dad, and for whatever reason, you're not with your kids as much as you want. Well, 
I'll tell you what, it's not until you get rid of some of those addictions or some of those excesses or some of those ridiculous behaviors. Just get rid of those things. You know, chop them off with a big bolt cutter, let them go, and just say, you know, on Friday night, my kids are coming over and I'm going to be, I'm gonna, this is what we're going to do on Friday night and this is what we're going to do on Saturday and then this is what we're going to do on Sunday. And everything I'm doing this weekend is for my kids. It's I'm not taking care of my kids when they come over. I'm not not entertaining my kids when they come over. I'm going to spend the next 48 hours being a father to my kids. That means I'm going to exemplify the virtues. I'm going to teach them what I can teach them. I'm going to encourage them and I'm going to lift them up. I'm going to be present in their life. And I'll tell you what, when you start doing that, then you're going to, oh, I'm taking a step towards the good life. If you're married and you're not happy with the state of your marriage, then quit going out with your girlfriends and complaining about what your man does or doesn't do. Just knock it off. There's nothing valuable about going out and talking about all the foibles and ridiculous things that your husband do. It doesn't do that. Number two, stop talking to your your husband like you're 10 years old. You know, when you say, hey, I think we ought to do this. And he goes, well, I think we should, you know, stick to our plan. Don't throw a fit like you're 10 years old. You know, he's not your dad. He's not your he's your husband. You should speak to him with respect. You know, you want respect. You want him to honor you. Well, do the same thing. I know this sounds a little harsh or a little salty, but the bottom line is, is that oftentimes we don't evaluate our own behavior and its impact because we're unwilling to get rid of the negative stuff that interferes with the good life. But the reason I'm telling you this, my friends, is because 2022 is a great opportunity for you to learn and grow in ways you never imagined. You can become something you never expected that you could become. And in the process of this, you are going to discover something that you've always wanted, and that is the good life life. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is the final Salty Pastor podcast of 2021. We're so excited that you spent the year learning and growing with us. We've loved doing this with you guys, and we've heard so much feedback from so many people that this has made a positive impact in their life in one way or another. So we're blessed that we're able to make that impact in your life, but ultimately, you guys are the ones that are making the changes. We're just here sharing um, guidance and advice as best we can, but you guys are the ones that are taking that and doing something with it. And so keep doing that as you move forward into 2022. Set these goals, cut off the chains of things that are holding you back from the good life. Go, 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 go. Choose the things that you want that will improve your life and go out there and live the good life in 2022. So happy new year and we'll see you in 2022. (laughs) Happy new year. Thank you.